is the Equity Experience Podcast, a space created for every educator or school leader who is authentically pursuing equity and inclusion in their classrooms and schools. I'm your host, Dr. Carla Manning, and I welcome you. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Equity Experience Podcast, where I am your host, Dr. Carla Manning. And on today's show, I'm going to share with you an excerpt from an online magazine from a company called Teaching Tolerance, which I'm sure many of you all as listeners have heard of. And the name of this article is called, How Can We Build Anti-Racist White Educators? So this was written on August 16th, 2018 by Charlie McGeehan. And I think these ideas are still very much necessary and applicable even two years later. So the subtitle reads, one teacher reflects on what he and other white educators need to understand as they work to build anti-racist practices and identities. So I'm going to begin the article. And like I said, I'm just going to share directly what Mr. McGeehan's thoughts are, and I will include the link to the article in the show notes below. In addition to examining our own racial identities, white educators should follow people of color in this work. Their voices and experiences should always be centered. But we must also push back against the notion that people of color should be burdened with the responsibility of guiding white people through this work. Following anti-racist activists and educators who are organizing on social media platforms is one step that white educators can take today to better understand the work that others are doing. Through our study and conversations, we are working to see the ways we are trapped by history and an ideology that sometimes cloaks itself as normal. In doing so, we've developed a few key guidelines to shape our approach to this work. We believe that these can be instructive to other white educators working to build their own anti-racist identities and classrooms. Number one, white people have a responsibility to work with other white people to build anti-racist identities and practices. It is not the burden of people of color to do that work for us. We can and should talk critically about racism and white supremacy, even if there isn't a person of color in the room. Number two, true anti-racism training must be ongoing and it must involve networks to support us in this practice. If we are going to confront racism and white supremacy in our lives and work, we are going to have to get uncomfortable and deeply question long-held beliefs. We'll need to build and maintain relationships with other folks in the work with us. While on-off implicit bias trainings are a useful step, they are not enough. The work of building identities and practices that push back against white supremacy in our society must be an ongoing process. Number three, this work must be accountable to the people of color who find themselves targeted by racism on a daily basis. Though we as white people can challenge each other, this work should not and cannot be divorced from the experiences of people of color. We must be open and transparent about this work and these conversations with our colleagues of color. Number four, humility must be central to this work. We must learn from and listen to people of color, especially our colleagues and students. We should also approach our work with fellow white educators from the perspective of fellow learners rather than as experts. And lastly, number five, talking about racism and white supremacy is not enough. Conversation alone won't change the oppressive conditions people of color face daily. However, discussion is an essential part of this work. Anti-Blackness is something that we have learned over the course of our lives, and unlearning will take a lot of introspection and conversation. 
So I want to thank Miss Charlie McGeehan for writing this article, for sharing these words. I think this is an important reflection that has taken place. And I think it is an important guide for educators to consider and to implement in their lives and in their work, particularly for those who work with Black and Latino students and who work in urban communities. So I hope that you are encouraged by this article. I hope that you are inspired and I hope that you will begin to implement some of the practices that Mr. Charlie McGeehan laid out in this particular article. Again, this comes from Teaching Tolerance, tolerance tolerance.org. And the name of it is How Can We Build Anti-Racist White Educators? And again, I will share the link to this article below in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode on how to build anti-racism with educators in schools or organizations. If your school or organization needs support with racial equity initiatives, culturally responsive teaching initiatives, or strategic consulting for diversity, equity, and inclusion, I am available for support with the Equity Leadership Group. Feel free to visit equityleadershipgroup.com to book a call with me today to schedule your free 20-minute consultation. Again, that is equityleadershipgroup.com and head over to contact, fill out your information, and I would love to speak with you. Until next time, thank you, be well, and be blessed.